Welcome to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Oh, Fan Man. That's you again. I, I forgot okay. my, I forgot my uh, cue. I got so excited. Oh, man, the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. You can never forget that. I can never forget that. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We're, uh, as always, it's hot here in the valley. It's very hot here. And, and we got the buzz uh, back. The buzz in the valley. Well, see, we, 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 we only hear that buzz. They don't I'm hear that My buzz. ears are getting buzzed anyway. Yeah, well, listen, as uh, long as you don't get buzzed, that's good. I, I, I don't get buzzed anymore. But uh, as always, we're here to talk a little bit, of course, just yes. a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals. And because only a little bit because of the fact that... Uh, Listen, uh, other people are talking about other things, but let's talk about what's happening with the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals uh, today, they announced that the team has agreed to terms on a three-year contract with Florida State linebacker Buster Davis. The team's, about the, that's about the third person they signed. Yeah, they're, so they, they're getting their, they're getting their uh, stuff done. It, it, usually it's like into the third week of the season and that's when not they good. sign. And that's not good because the players can't play because they haven't been in training camp. Anyway... He was the uh, third um, third pick, uh, 69th overall selection in the 2007 NFL Draft. So congratulations to the Cardinals. They signed Buster Davis, and we hope Buster has a great career with the Cardinals. Well, you know, the only thing about uh, Buster that, that concerns me a little bit is the fact that Buster is only about 5'9". He's weighing about 235 pounds, but, you know, I guess he's going to be a special teams guy. I, I don't think they're going to be in the line anytime soon. I don't know. Well, we'll see how he does. But uh, anyway, they, at least they're signing the draft picks. And in other Cardinals news, uh, Cardinals quarterback Roger Wheel will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on August 5th. Hey, 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 he made it to my hometown. Yeah. Oh, man, that's Canton, great. Yeah, that's Canton, right? Canton, Ohio. Yeah. The entire National Football League knew he was an accomplished defender and team leader, but in his final home game near the conclusion of the 1982 season, that's a long time ago, he left no doubt about this, his overall versatility and his preparation. But, as a Cardinals football player. Well, I don't you know, remember this guy. I don't know who that game was against. Uh, I don't know. Final, but, but I was a part of uh, the last couple years of his uh, career. I was the New York Giants. Yeah, I, but the, at the end of his career, and he, he has another uh, teammate who is a Hall of Famer. You know. Right. Well, what happened here was uh, that it was uh, the, um, <clears throat> if I can find it here, they played Giants in Bush Stadium. They needed a victory to clinch a playoff spot. And Will Real had served as a holder for the field goals and extra points since his fifth year in the league a duty he inherited from Hall of Fame teammate Larry Wilson. And Larry Wilson used to be here as the GM of the Cardinals back in the early days. Great football player. A great football player. He retired in 72. After the Cardinals' offense stalled at the Giants' 18-yard line in the first quarter, Will and the rest of the field goal unit trotted onto the field for what looked like a run-of-the-mill 36-yard field goal attempt. But today was unique, the final home game. Well, you um, know, uh, he had a teammate on that team. Well, no, he actually retired a couple years before that. Who's but that? another guy who happens to be a Michigan Wolverine, but another guy from my hometown, Dan Deardorff. So, oh, Deardorff, yeah. Yeah, so Dan was on this. So they had two from Canton on that team. He was from Canton, too? Canton, Ohio, born and raised. Oh, wow. The only thing he did wrong in his life, he went to the University of Michigan. Oh, so there but we'll forgive him for yeah, that. Yeah, the only reason. Anyway, if you'd like to call into the show, 866-472-5787. Again, 866-472-5787. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. And we have a big surprise coming up, Ray. Yeah, you, know, you know what? Yeah, you told me we had a big surprise, yeah. and, and you finally told me what it is, but yeah. you know, I, I'm still... 
I'm just wondering, you know, I, I told you before, listen, I, I, I keep no secrets from you, man. You kept secrets from me. I'm keeping secrets you know, from I, you. I told you that, mm-hmm. I had, that I had resources, you know, and, and you said, what sources did I have? You know, but now, you, now you know the type of personality yeah, that I really so, am. So, so now you got, I, yep. I'm glad you got a secret. I got a big secret. But you got to let it out pretty soon. But I will let it out very soon to the whole United States and Canada and worldwide. We have one of the best football Play. Uh, I can't okay, you're going to let it out, man. Let's say <laughs> something else that's good news anyway. in, the, in the National Football League and what's that? is, is uh, Dante Culpepper was finally released by the Dolphins, and now he has his, uh, you know, his big opportunity to go out there to, to, to shop his skill set around. And I think somebody's going to – well, definitely somebody's going to pick him up. But I, I think know, he's going to contribute. Know, I think Culpepper, he was great in Minnesota, and then he just fell apart. No, and well, he didn't fall apart. He got hurt. Well, he got hurt. Yeah, I'm and sorry. And so it, it he, takes a little time falling, to come back he, from he, that he was, he was falling apart, and then he got hurt. And he is a good for, uh, quarterback. I'm pretty sure he's somebody's going to pick him he, up. No, he's got a great arm. He's got a strong arm. You well, know, they're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. who he may be a backup for. You know, Jacksonville Jaguars have already said that they're interested in this guy. But uh, I think wherever he goes, there would be some quarterback controversy because of the fact that he is that good. Yeah, he is good. He could. He definitely could be a starter. Yeah, he. Oh, he. Oh, definitely, he could be mm-hmm. a starter. But he, he may end up being a backup. But and then uh, Trent Green came into the Dolphins. That's why they got rid of Cole. Well, Pepper, that's right? exactly okay. right. Well, Trent Green's pretty good too. Right. Yeah, Trent's pretty good. Obviously, they think he is, so they're going to go with him. But one thing about Cole was interesting is again, it's the business about sports that some people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And he actually was going to file a grievance against the National Football League and order against the Dolphins in mm-hmm. order for him to get his release, you know, because, you know, they didn't want to give it to him. Well, somehow or another, they negotiated, and he said, okay, I won't file the grievance, you know, if you guys let him go, let me go, and, and now he's out on a free agent market right. to go wherever he wants to go. They were trying to get something for, for him. For him, and nobody wanted to give up anything. Right. Well, too they, much they wanted too much. Yeah, they wanted too much. too much. So now he gets to start all over and negotiate his contract. And, but the only thing about well, that, he's his own agent, too. Oh, is he really? Well, yeah. let's let's hope the good for uh, Dante. He did uh, very well. I always liked uh, watching him watching him play in Minnesota with um, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. That was a great uh, a great tag team. And, and those Chris, two. And Chris Carter. And Chris, Car- oh, Chris yeah. Carter was great. Remember him in the Eagles? Oh, Chris was uh, Chris I was, I was he, pissed off when he left the Eagles. He did nothing you. but catch touchdowns. That's all he did was catch footballs and touchdowns. That's all he did. <laughs> That's all the guy was good for. Well, I mean, he's good for nothing football player. That's all he does is catch, catch touchdowns. Touchdowns. You know, That's all he does. Well, some people they have they have a problem with that. I.e., Buddy Ryan. But anyway, but we won't talk about that. Uh, but I like Buddy Ryan. Yeah, you, hey, Buddy you, Ryan. You would like Buddy I, Ryan. When Buddy Ryan came into town here, Buddy Buddy said the first thing. The first thing the Cardinals hired him. Everybody's like, you know, getting really excited. The first thing he said was, "Hey, you got a winner in town." <laughs> and he walked off the field. Yeah, and, and he's talking about himself. <laughs> ah, you, you know, that was so funny when he walked off the field. He hey, said, "Screw this." What, what, what have you done that for was, me lately? You know, and, and yeah. he hadn't won any championships. You know, actually, that was Mike Dicker. That was you know, Dicker. But he was a, a very big right. part of that, very intricate part you of that. You know what? You know, they, they just—it's the media again pumping this guy up, and now he's retired on a horse farm. And uh, it was Mike Ditka. Talking about Mike Ditka, he's been in the news lately. Uh, he's been in front of Congress uh, trying to get the NFL to take care of their former players who are injured. Which they should. And they had one guy on the NBC, on the national telecast, national news. This guy uh, has no disability. He has no job. He has no nothing. And uh, he played for the Redskins, I think. or I, It was either the Redskins or the Giants. can't recall. But he was an offensive lineman and really, really got beat up. The guy really has a lot of physical problems. And um, Dick is uh, going after Gene Upshaw and the Players Association to say, hey, you know what? you got to take care of these guys. Well, listen, I don't care who you work for in America. If you work for GM, you work for Ford, you work for anybody, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, if you get hurt on the job, 
then those people pretty much are obligated to take care of you, work, workers' compensation or some type of thing. they got to do something. Know. Anyway, we got Larry from Washington, D.C. on the line. Larry, welcome to the Ray Ellis Show. You're uh, talking to Fan Man and, of course, Ray Ellis. How are you doing? I'm good. How are yourself, guys? Good, good. Yeah, I was calling in uh, to uh, – I was reading an article in the USA Today. I know last time I called in, uh, we was talking about the dog fighting and Michael Vick situation. <laughs> <laughs> we got dogs in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like one of those pit bulls. That's a chihuahua. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you see that uh, he's been indicted. And the last time we was talking, we were saying, you know, at least I was saying that, I think that he was being used as a scapegoat. But it uh, uh, seems like now they have a little bit more evidence uh, to uh, sit and say that, you know, they found something that might be credible. Yeah, you, Larry, you know, they must have had something from the very beginning, you know, because if you if you look back upon the way it was being reported, you know, they never dismissed the charges. You know, it never went away. You know, it was one of those things that was kind of covert. They just kept it under, you know, under the radar, but they stayed with it. And now uh, what they're going to do is they're, they're actually charges are going to be brought against him. And now they're going to prove that he's guilty. You know, and it's up to, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty, but they're right. going to try to prove him guilty. Hey, you know what, Larry, I was uh, reading a uh, article on the Internet about him and a bunch of his, mm-hmm. uh, his boys doing this stuff. When right. the, the West Virginia University <clears throat> campus had that problem with the, uh, the th- 32 people being shot, he put up... Virginia Tech. Uh, pardon me? Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech, I'm sorry. He put up $10,000. That was it. In this article right. that I was reading, it mm-hmm. says, allegedly, that Michael Vick was betting thirty dollars to $40,000 on these dogfights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. $30,000 to $40,000 on a dogfight that lasts three minutes? Right. Yeah, right, and these poor and this right. poor the school that you know put him through school, and he, and he is a good football player, but he gives ten thousand dollars to the school. I mean, you know, I'm going come come on. And then the oh, wait, wait 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 hey I'm gonna take him on that. Wait, wait first of all, if, if he gave ten thousand dollars to the school, that's what, that's what he gave. But if you multiply that times ten thousand other people, then that's not such a bad deal. I I, I wouldn't say that because he only gave him ten thousand, he spent thirty or forty thousand. Well, thirty forty. That, that's only one dog fight, though. Yeah, but we we don't know about that. We don't they, that exactly. They just told us that was thirty thousand dollars in one particular dog. Well, fight. one of the things about the first off, the dog fighting, I think, is sickening. That, that, that you know, it, it's just absolutely uh, pathetic. They're gonna make um, they're gonna make him the. Um, He's going to be the poster boy of dogfighting. He's going to be the poster boy of dogfighting. But there's another idiot in Florida. Now, listen to this, Larry, who wants to do cockfighting, streaming video cockfighting on the Internet and and have people bet on it. Right. right. Yeah. Like I said, this is apparently very big business uh, uh, nationwide because uh, in the article in uh, USA Today, they said there was over 40,000 people participating in this sport. And they were saying that it is, you know, in the city now is uh, the gangs are using dogfights to settle their disputes now. You know, instead of them fighting and shooting and killing each other, they're using their dogs to settle, you know, these type of disputes within the uh, gangs. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's well, amazing. you know, that's, that's very interesting you say that, Larry, because there was a guy on the NFL Network yesterday, and I, and I didn't catch him. I caught the end of the interview, but uh, he was on there with Rod Woodson, and he actually said it on TV that there's mm-hmm. kind of a subculture within the mm-hmm. NFL of these guys that are participating in this. Now, for me, number one, that was a bad mistake. Because we had a guy earlier in the year who supported, or he didn't necessarily support. He was from Tennessee. He, no, he commented on some things that was happening. The running back for the Redskins commented on some other activities that was right. happening. He had to go he back and retract. Portis had to go back and retract his statement. Right. Now, this person mm-hmm. who says there's a subculture, 
you've got to defend that because now if I'm the FBI, I want to come talk to you. And what do you know about this subculture? But uh, listen, we've got to take a break. Larry, if you can hold on for a second, we appreciate you calling in. Listen, you're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And we'll be right back after these messages. to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up, speak up or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. The streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th and you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year. The Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Can't get enough of college basketball? We can't either. Tune into the College Basketball Experience with host Jim Haney for the ultimate interactive basketball talk radio show. Don't just watch college basketball. Hear about it and talk about it with those who know college basketball best, the coaches. The College Basketball Experience airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Eastern, with Jim Haney, the executive director of the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Participate in active open discussions on current topics in college basketball and as Jim brings listeners insight from today's top college basketball basketball coaches, as well as stories and opinions from the legends of college basketball. That's the College Basketball Experience, airing live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Oh, look. I like this. Hey, man. Yeah. Anyway, we're back on the Ray Ellis Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. And this is Fan Man. We got Larry on from D.C. Larry, you still there? Larry. Okay, Larry. Anyway, continuing our, our conversation with the Michael Vick thing, um, do you think he's finished with uh, football if he is uh, found guilty? I don't think he should be. It's like it's a bad mistake, but um, it's a it's a matter of um, now uh, how he want to. We was talking last time how he would uh, change up his uh, his image. Hey, Larry. Let me ask you a question. Let's say he is found guilty. You know, hypothetically, he's found guilty and. Uh, what NFL team you think would want to pick him up? What the, the PR? Uh, the PR could be a disaster. Right. Um, a. Um, you know, somebody's always looking for. Like I said, you know, um, people are always looking for a good quarterback. Like I said, the guy. Don't take away from the fact that he's a good athlete. Uh, but uh, like you say, that you know, who would want to deal with him with the baggage? But 
you know, uh, I just think that, you know, hey, he's young. He made a mistake. If he's found guilty, he's going to have to pay the cost. And, you know, and God forbid if he had to do time, uh, is that, you know, he could get back on his feet. Like I say, he's young. And, uh, just like I say, you know, he's young with a lot of money and, um, they're making him the poster child for this, uh, sport, which is, uh, very widespread. So, uh, he has a lot of image cleaning to do. Yes, he does. I mean, he's giving the finger to the fans in Atlantic tone to go F off. I mean, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's dog fighting thing and everything else. I mean, I don't, I, you know what? There's only, uh, what, 32 teams with, uh, 50 players on each team. Let's say 1,300 players. There's 1,300 men in this country that get a chance to play for the National Football League. I don't know how you blow it. I, I, you know, well, I, 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 I don't think, I don't think, he, I don't think he necessarily blew his opportunity. I think he blew it. He didn't blow his opportunity to play football. What he did is he made a terrible, terrible, terrible <clears throat> mistake off the field. I think there's no doubt about it. In my mind, you know, based upon the evidence that's there, you know, the man is probably guilty. But then again, the evidence was there where O.J. was probably guilty and O.J. walked away. Yeah, but how did he think they found out about this going on? Did somebody rat him out? In this, or somebody, in, this somebody partic- him off? In, in this particular case, they already there's been an informant that's already, I think, been on TV exactly. somewhere. Oh, there's so an informant. There, so there, there is an informant that's there that's, you know, can actually say that Mike showed up one day with, I think, about uh, 16, 15, or 20 some thousand dollars in a book pack. You know, to, to settle right. with debt, right. twenty-three thousand. Yeah, he, had, he had to pay the he had to pay the other uh, dog the owner. The guy off. who beat him, yeah, the so, guy who beat him. You know, so it's clear it looks like you know the guy is going to be found guilty. It's just a matter of you know what the penalty is going to be and does the penalty you know fit the crime you know and and we'll just see you know for some people out there obviously Mike is not the only one that's doing this that doesn't make it right you know that obviously no, makes it No it's not right you shouldn't harm animals I mean you're, you're betting animals I mean if you're going to bet something go to Vegas and bet bet you know bet the dog races bet, bet be the pony, ride the ponies you know do that type of thing but Dog fighting and killing, killing each other. I, I don't, I don't. I guess I was born well, on the wrong well, side. Of you know bed. what? Listen, I, I, I'm not that type of person. Well, I, th- I, I don't think they should do that. You know, and many times I think about it different things, and you and you look at it from one perspective, then then you look at another perspective, and it, it's almost like it's a matter of convenience. It's like, okay, well, whatever man's law is, and you know, men have laws. Whatever man's law is, then that's what's okay. Because I'm gonna tell you, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I you know, it just it disgusts me when I drive down the street and I see a dead deer on the side of the road. But just think about it. You know, people are out hunting deers every day. You walk into the CEO's office, and he's got a big deer head, you know, mantled up on his wall. Well, what do like they he's do? The, he's the, you know, the greatest hunter there ever was. Come on, well, man. What do, they do with, what do they do with pit bulls that attack children and uh, and and men and women? They they usually kill the dog. They kill the dog. Well, they should kill the, the per, They should throw him into the pit with the dogs and see what happens. Throw who? Michael Michael Vick in there. See what happens to him. Now he's going way oh, off. No, uh, <laughs> hey, Larry. Hey, what do you Larry. Think about that, Larry. <laughs> hey, thank you for calling in, Larry. Are you still there? Okay, that was uh, Larry, Larry from Larry, D.C. Uh, he's called in before, Larry. We appreciate you supporting <laughs> you, our program. Uh, continue to call in. You listen to Ray Ellis on the Voice America Network. Uh, for those out there who like to call in, you can call in at 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. I still can't uh, I believe that the Michael Vick thing. I mean, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about this. We've been going back and forth about Michael Vick. Has he, you know, is he going to be indicted, not indicted, you know, what's going on, who's who's doing what, who's who's playing this game, who's playing that game. And all of a sudden yesterday, Michael Vick is indicted for this dogfighting case. And it's just amazing that uh, it just continues on and on with the dog. I, I, there's a lot of people, the pet owners of America, the do- people who love dogs are infuriated with this. I don't think anywhere in the country any NFL team would want to pick this guy up. I really don't because of the damage it can do to the team. The fans would even be pissed off. 
to sit there and see this guy is on the field, and let's say he is found guilty. Let's just say allegedly he's found guilty. There he is on the field directing the team. But is it that bad that if the team wins, they forget about what he did to the dogs? I mean, really, what does it come down to? I mean, we got, we, is there any morals left in this country? Yeah, I mean, I'm come not, on. There are morals. This guy the, has more money than God. I mean, he, he has to do this with dogs. Why, can, why doesn't he go bet in Vegas and go uh, go play Charles Barkley in golf or something? Listen, there are morals in this country, and obviously, you know, there's there also laws in this country, and he broke a law, and he is going to, you know, have his day in court. But the fact of the matter is, once you have your day in court and you serve your sentence, then I believe you're allowed to be a part of society yeah, again. I, I, I understand that, but this is the National Football League. It's totally different, and, 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 and any team that would pick him up, okay, let me, let me what kind of damage you know, here's, is going to be done? Here's the problem. A damage the to problem, the team. again, is everybody's talking about what these people do, and I was one of those individuals about what somebody does off the field, and you told me this a long time ago. Well, well, what it makes say? no difference what somebody does off the field. This is a little it, bit different. That's, I mean, no, no, DUI no, no, is one thing. But, but, no, but when you find out about it, when you find out about it, again, I'm, I'm just saying in terms, I'm going back to the role model stuff, and okay. I, I'm just advocating Well, he's not a role people. model, that's I'm for going, sure. Well, see, he was a role model before you found out what he was doing. Yeah, but you, that, no, not to me he wasn't. Okay. He was giving the finger to the fans. And I know well, one how thing. how many people have you wait, given the finger if, to driving down the road? Uh, two today. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you. If I would give me the finger all the time. If I was going to go to that stadium in Atlanta, I would not bring my dog. I'm saying that <laughs> you shouldn't bring your dog. But I'm saying that people got it all screwed up. It's, listen, what, he, do, screwed what up. he does off the field. It first is of not. All, do not. Listen, when you hit the lottery, just because you hit the lottery, that doesn't mean you're, actual, uh, uh, you're a great financial planner. And you earn, it's like you, you hire it's one. It's like being a pinch runner and you thinking you hit a triple. You didn't hit that triple. That guy who was in the box, who hit the ball out into the field, he hit the triple. You didn't. So listen, in terms of who's going to be a role model for your children, that's why this country is so screwed up. So many things are going on because they got guys on the field who are running around the football field that everybody's saying, look, that's your role model. You don't know what he's doing at night. Yeah, he could be, he could be a sex maniac, a deviant. He could be a drunk. Exactly. He could be a, a, a dog fighting, cock fighting. Right. Pattern yourself after what he does on the football field or the basketball court or the baseball think, or tennis, you know, but not as a role I, model I because the next day when you find out he's indicted, no longer is he a role he's model. He's not a role model no more. You know, he has a uh, contract with Nike, I think, too. Most likely, you know, that's going to be well, Nike, well, well, look what happened to Kobe Bryant when he had that sex problem up in Denver. They, Nike pulled it right away. So pattern yourself after Kobe's basketball, but, but don't pattern yourself after what he does off the field. Because whoever, wait, whoever came up with that stupid thing anyway, Charles Barkley said, hey, I am not your kid's And everybody model. hung him up They to, hung to dry. his balls out to dry. And Charles Barkley said it exactly because this, this country is so screwed up. I am a basketball player. I gamble. I play golf and gamble. I goof off. I do what I want. And you know what? Screw you. It's my life. I'll do what I want. And that's exactly I, what he did. And when he, but when he goes on the court, he, he plays, plays basketball, basketball as hard as anybody yes, else. And because of that, he's one of the top 50 players you ever played against. You, know, you know what he did the other day? You know what Barkley did, if the audience doesn't know? Barkley was up in Lake Tahoe playing a golf uh, tournament with a lot of people with a lot of money. I was invited, but I couldn't go. Ray, you're, you don't make any money, so you can't go. But you anyway, the bottom line is there's a fire down the road. And uh, these firefighters are out there breaking their balls, trying to get rid of this fire before it burns down all these homes. Barkley went over to the firemen, and he took them out to dinner to a Mexican restaurant. All of them. There's like 200 of them or something. He took them all to dinner. 
And you know what? I thank God, and I'm now very serious that, about this, that you are reporting that on the air to the world because we just had a guy on here last week, and I challenged him, and I asked him, what percentage of time do you spend talking about what guys are doing good? Now, today we're talking about, you know, something bad, obviously, that's happened with Michael because he's been indicted, but I'm saying this guy is still a good football player. He's a good Somebody football player. Somebody can still use him to play, to make their team a better team. Right. But should he be your kid's role model? Right. None of the football Charles players. Charles Barkley, it's going to him. Charles Barkley's gambling. He's blowing money left and right. They're reporting on him in Vegas, $75,000 a, a, you know, a hand. Um, he's losing left and right. He loses a million bucks. And they report him as a gambler. You know what? He can. It's his money. He earned the money. He can do whatever he wants to money with, with the money. But here's the bottom line, right? He's not pitting dogs against each other, fighting to the death. He's just losing money at a craps table. Well, That's all he's doing. Well, but then again, he but, turns but, around. But Michael Vick is being also... Allegedly being charged for gambling because it's illegal. He was gambling on the dogs. That's exactly so right. So he's raising he's raising the dogs and was called Bad News Kennel, Bad Kennel News or something. That's the name of this kennel who raises these uh, pit bulls to go out and kill and fight to the death. And uh, he was involved in that somewhere along the line. So well, you know, the thing about it is, you know, and also with the NFL teams, what also happens is now it's a blemish on their image. It's like what is a it's blemish? Like the Falcons were participating in dog fighting, you know. And, well, that's and the way so, the media is going to portray that. Well, that's the way they, they when they released the, their statement, right. you know, it was a sad day for the Falcons. Well, it's a sad day. It's right there. You have this. It's a sad day for the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL and everyone connected to the game because of one guy. But okay, so, so so all these idiots out there are going to say, you see, the NFL sucks. See, the NFL is this and the NFL is that. And the NFL is trying to come up with this image. And, and the image is, listen, it's a rough, tough football it's game. It's like gladiators in, the, in Rome and back in the uh, back before Christ. I mean, they, when they used to go and kill each other and ride around and everybody would rah-rah. That's what, that's what the football players do. And, and then all of a sudden all the football players get hurt, and they're all because our, for our entertainment value, they get hurt, and then the, the NFL doesn't even take care of them. You know, the fact that I, mean, I don't know is, what's going on with the NFL anymore. This is a sick society. Am I confused? No, it's a sick society. I'm confused. You, know, you got, no, there are people who are confused because there are people on the left. There's people, people on the right. right people in the you middle. Know, and, 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 and it's going to come down to, to his day in court right. and it will be settled his day in court. Well, you know, it, 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 but you still have the repercussions of the public relations in the NFL with this guy. And if he, he's not going to play for Atlanta, most likely they'll get rid of him. He'll be picked up by somebody else, but I don't know who would pick him up. I, you know, if you were an NFL owner and you had a pretty good football team, would you pick him up? Yes, I would. Would you him sit up. in a meeting saying, you know what, guys, if we pick him up, what's going to happen to us in the PR side? I and mean, what's going to happen to the media in no, this town? No, what, what's going to happen is the NFL, the owners are going to take a look at this and they're going to say, what does our football team need? And they're going to say, okay, this dogfighting thing with Mike, uh, okay, okay, can Mike still play football? And yes, Mike can still play football. And so then, what's going to happen? They're going to, you know, weigh the pros and cons, and they're going to make a decision. Go from there. Anyway, if you'd like to call in, you may do so. Uh, any comments on the Michael Vick thing or anything about the NFL and the upcoming season? Eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. Again, eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. And we'll be right back on the Ray Ellis Show, of course, with Fan Man. And you're listening to the Voice America Sports Radio Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. That's how it's done, baby, right there. Voice America Sports. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. 
the streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th. And you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by and we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year. The Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Here it is, sports fans, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show, where we talk about sports and everything in between, from high school to college sports, right up to the pros. Join host Arthur A.G., co-star of the 1994 sports documentary, Hoop Dreams, for the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern, premiering on the Voice America Sports Channel. Arthur will host a variety of guests and will give the average fan a platform to voice his or her opinion about how sports play a significant role in our society. Get set for hard-hitting topics that cut to the soul of sports. See the sports industry through the eyes of the kid in the city and the kid in the suburbs. Hear from the businessmen and, yes, women from around the world. Whatever your passion is, football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, NASCAR, or hockey, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show is for you. That's every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. That's right, folks. We're back. We don't play around hey, here. We, don't, I, I we just, don't play around here at all. I just woke up. Yeah, we uh, yeah, some dogs in the studio too. Listen, uh, you're listening to uh, Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network with the number one uh, co-host in the world, uh, which is now a pit bull. But uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun here, you know. It's, and it's one of those things where you know we don't want to talk about it. We like to stay positive, but uh, let's think about some positive. We're talking about some positive. I understand that. Uh, uh, there's a couple guys uh, out there on the offensive line that uh, Russ was a little concerned about. They were overweight or underweight, but uh, he, on the he, he, he thinks they're going to be okay. All right, before we get to that, uh, we have uh, Dick on the line. Uh, Dick, um, you're welcome to the Ray Ellis Show with Fan Man on the Voice America Sports Radio Network, and how are you? Well, I'm good. God. But you, if you expected hey. uh, whoa, whoa. a good call right now. Yeah, we, we need to lower you down a little bit. Producers, engineers in San Diego or on Uranus, wherever you are, can you please lower it down? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now you can talk, Dick. Dick? Well, if you're looking for a good comment. Okay, I need a good comment. Yeah, what's your comment? I don't have one. You don't have, what do you mean you don't have one? Well, I don't have a good comment for today. I'm still uh, upset with uh, Michael Vick. Oh, you're still upset with Vick. Okay, well, yeah. what, do you, what do you think should be done with Vick if he's uh, found guilty? Well, about four weeks ago or five weeks ago, they ran the segment Outside the Lines, uh, one of the least watched shows on ESPN. And I called in and I told Ray I thought it was racial profiling. Now, here's my deal. The feds didn't have to be called in by the, uh, the state of Virginia or in Georgia. And I just want to know what Ray thinks. What well, if this had been Peyton Manning? 
Do you think they would have called in the feds? Well, you know, I, I don't know when they have to and when they don't. I, I got to be I'm, I'm just being honest about that when it becomes a, a federal case or when it remains a state case. But it's my understanding that since the feds have been brought in, that they supersede the case of the states. And so it'll all be kind of wrapped into one. Uh, but but let me just say this, you know, and listen, you know, it's like, you know, the old cliche, the, the black guys always say, oh, I got some white friends and the white friends always say, oh, I got some uh-huh. black friends. But the fact of the matter, we play the game together. We go out to together. We practice together. We live together, you know, and so we're all one. We're all one unit. But when you look at things, you know, and you look at them in black and white and, and you kind of look at what happens to who, you know, there is a greater percentage of things that are reported that happens to the black players. Now, why? I don't know. Well, there's more, the black, white, wait, 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 wait. there's more black players playing in the NFL than white guys. I said percentages. So oh, when percentage, you take the percentage yeah. So it's down, 90, take, 97%. No, so if you take the percentage of black players, uh-huh. you know, you take the percentage of white players, and, you know, what percentage of the, of the whole, you know, happens to get in trouble? You know, so maybe it is, but it, but when you take the percentage of the whites, do it get reported? So I don't I don't know what that's all about. You know, in my but you don't if you think about it. Let me. Let, I, I, I want to make this because he asked me this. It, it, it's not that it's sensitive, but I'm glad that he brought it up, and I assume that I'm talking to a gentleman who's who's a white guy on the phone. Are you white? Yeah, a lot of my luck. Okay, well, I'm see, not really good. sure what, my, we, what what anybody's color is. Well, we need to we need to lower it down. Engineer in uh, Uranus, San Diego, wherever you may be, can you lower the caller down? He's uh, splitting my eardrums. Yeah, but that's okay. good. I'm glad he asked that question because, yeah, you know, it's like, that's wow, a good question. What, what happens to, do the white guys ever get in trouble? And if they do, how come we don't hear about it? Well, you know what? There's you got Jason many... Giambi who got to come back and play baseball. Who? You got Giambi with uh, the Yankees who, in quote, used steroids and got to come back and play baseball. And I and I and listen. I'm a Yankees fan. You know, I'm glad yeah. he got a chance to come back. And I think, look at the Yankees fans. They're still in the stadium. They're they're hoping that Giambi, you know, is hitting home runs and knocking the ball out the park. Yeah, the thing my, is, talk- my, my big deal is that uh, the NFL got a black eye with all the things that were happening, like Pac-Man Jones and now yeah, the whole bit mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Got a change of commissioners with Goodell at the top. He made it very clear that the NFL had a black eye. When I talked to you four weeks ago, Ray, I said, they're going to hang somebody out to dry. And Vic's going to be the one. Now, you said, well, you know, Michael made a mistake. Well, you know what? I can make a mistake. And it's a mistake, and it's a bad mistake. Okay, fine. But if I make the same mistake year after year and after year after year, that's a damn lifestyle. And that's Pac-Man. And that's Vic. Well, no, we, we, we don't know that that's Vic. That hasn't been proven yet. But if they prove that, then that's wrong. But, again, you know, somebody who's making the same mistake and they don't, and they don't get caught out of a sudden, they don't believe that they're making a mistake. So Michael believes he can leave, live above the law. Well, not that he can live below, above, he can live below, because sometimes people are below the radar, and they don't, I mean, there's many people that do this. Gambling, there's gambling at the casinos, but there's gambling everywhere. There's gambling oh, everywhere. i about gambling. Well, no, no, it's just, again, it's something that's against the law, and so I'm just giving an example of that. Oh, it's like blood sport. Well, but again, this is a subculture from what a guy, one of the guys said it on TV last night, this is a subculture that exists within the NFL. Well, you know what? It could be a subculture that exists in a lot of different uh, sports. Nobody knows, but you know, somebody. Hey, in, ho- in hockey, there was a Wayne Gretzky and his wife and those guys. They had a yeah, well, subculture they, of gambling. It was gambling. They got caught. Yeah, well, and they got caught. But the uh, coach, uh, the assistant coach, which uh, I forget his name right now. Dick, do you know the name of that assistant coach? At the, uh, who? 
Wasn't it Tockett? Yeah, Tockett. Tockett is uh, is probably going to go to prison, I think. But the other, the other, the whole rest of them got off of that. I don't know who knows what the investigation was. They was it was splattered over the media, but they really never got into the details. Which don't splatter this stuff in front of us unless you give us the details. We like to know too. We like to know what's going on. Well, I'd like I to think, say that. I think that's I don't think uh, that's it. We're feeding the gambling whatsoever. Say so what? I don't think this has much to do with gambling whatsoever. It has to do with dogfighting. That's right. I mean, it's against the law he, to pit. He, he's to pit being painted, and he probably is. Well, you know what? The informant they, in the previous conviction. But we can't say it has nothing to do with gambling you know, because you know, that's what the sport is all. That's why they, they no. their sport is they gamble. Okay. They, they gamble, gamble. They gamble on the dogs. But yes. the, the beginning of it is to say, no, I'm not touching this because it's bad. I'm not going to put dogs in to kill each other. And then if you do that, the second course of action is to gamble on the dog because you're a sick person. You need to say, my dog is better than your dog. My stuff is always better than your stuff, Ray, and I'm going to win this, and I'm going to kill your dog, and I'm going to put $30,000 on it that my dog is going to kill your dog. See, And, I, and, see, and that's I, how they operate in their heads. And, and Dick, I'm better maybe, than you. Maybe you can help me understand, Dick. You know, you can be competitive, but, but when does it cross the line? When do you get into something that, you know, like you said, morally... That it's moral. You, that, you know, those things cross the line, and you and you gamble with those things anyway. Well, you know, when do you stop? Well, you draw the line based on where you see the line, and where society sees the line. Yeah. I don't, how many football pools do we all take part in that are illegal? That ain't gambling. That's just having a good time. That's just having a good time. Fantasy football. That's wrong, is a, guys. No, I disagree oh, with no, you both on that. What? That's wrong. Well, no, oh, no. So we can't that's, have fun. That, oh, but see, betting but, on a but, dog but, is different. See, no. Oh. What I'm saying to you is, you're exactly right. It's it's where the person draws the line because for you that's just fun, but that's illegal. Wait, hold on. So with Michael, it's fun, but it's illegal. It's wrong. It's, it's wrong. I mean, I used to have right. a dog. Well, I, had a, I had a beautiful Chow Chow, and and God rest his soul right now. You I know, killed he died that dog. On me. Oh, don't say that because right. then I. I was there. But but see, I. I would never put my dog in a dog fight. No, of course you wouldn't, because you love the dog. And he's a and he's a he's child, a little, child, so he's, he's a, a mean dog. dog. Yeah. No, no, he's a ch- child's a mean dog. Oh, isn't it? Oh, oh, yeah, it's a mean dog. But I would never. You're do a mean that. person, so and, it fits with you. So, so you guys are having fun. That's what Michael and these guys are probably having fun. But it's but illegal. That's not fun. I mean, yeah, it to comes you down. It's not fun. Right, it to comes him, down, it, it comes down I don't to gamble. No, wait. A minute. It comes down to a moral breakdown of where you are in society, and you know how you grew up. Uh, how you uh, relate to things, to women, to animals. Uh, there are people out there that kill animals all the time. There are other people that get really upset of killing a fly. You know? I mean, but, but the dog is man's best friend. They're talking man's best friend, and they're throwing these dogs right into a fight to the death, blood and guts and gore. And then you know what? The worst of it is, I mean, that's bad enough. Then what they do to get rid of the dog, they soak it down in water and throw it into electricity and electric, uh, electrocute the dog. I mean, hey, come Dick, on. Hey, Dick, let me ask you something. Are you a hunter? I have been in the past. Oh, okay. Okay. Now we got some. Now let me ask you something, Dick. What would you hunt? I've hunted deer and I've hunted elk. Okay, you hunted deer and elk. Now, according to man, according to man's law, that's okay. That's a that sport. That is correct. That's it's, a sport. It's legal. It's a sport. And I had to work my ass off to get my deers. And see, that's the only thing about it. What I'm saying is, is was relative to what relative to what Pac-Man said about. I mean, not Pac-Man. Fan man. Fan man. I used to be Pac-Man. Yeah, I got a new job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's relatives like that. Okay, that's a sport. And somehow man got together and they legalized that it would be okay. To kill deer, innocent deer that are in the woods running around, not bothering anybody. All they do is eat leaves and have sex. And, and so, but, but man decided it's okay to kill those animals. Now, these guys, it, it, it's, not, it's not the law. It hasn't been passed. 
But for them, it was a sport. They decided to go and fight these dogs. And I don't agree with it at all. But I'm just saying, why is it legal for us to kill deer? You know, I, I, I don't know. hunter's perspective. But I'm not a hunter. I'm an animal a activist. I am, I am an animal activist. And I don't think any animals should be killed. I agree. I, I don't think any animal should be killed either. North Rim of the Grand Canyon since, and show you what starving deer look like with no noses and no hooves. I'm sure that's not the one you got. That's no, no, not no, the no, one no. you got hanging on your mantle. I'm sure you don't have a starving deer hanging on your mantle. You know, gentlemen, I was in Lake Arrowhead, California, a couple weeks ago, and I was sitting at a picnic table with my girlfriend, and this big fat raccoon came right up to my leg, right up to my leg, and I'm going to tell you something. You're going to shoot it? No, no. You know what? I, I sat there and looked at this big fat raccoon. I mean, this thing was fat, right? But you wanted I, to shoot it? I, no, I didn't want to shoot it. I had a gun. I was scared to death, and I jumped up, and my girlfriend said, "You're a pussy." I said, "Yeah, I'm a pussy. I'm not going to let that thing touch me. It can't bite me." And get me right. You know what? She goes, look at that thing. Look how fat it is. You know what? There's humans taking care of that raccoon. Look how fat it is. That raccoon wouldn't even bother anybody. I kept on feeding him meatballs and spaghetti and peanuts and, you know, gave a little reefer. I mean, he loved me. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's way in left field. But, but Dick, only thing, again, I don't want anybody out there to think that I am condoning dogfight. I'm totally against it. And, so I, I. And, I, and I also understand the law. And that if you break the law, you know, you broke the law, there's consequences to the law. But the only thing about it that I, that I say about this whole thing is that dogfighting is bad. There's some other things that are bad. Michael got caught up in this. I think he's a good football player. Okay. I think somebody you know needs what? him. I don't think his football I, career is going to be taken. I think he's going to be on the Atlanta Falcons, and they're, they're going to win some games. I've had enough of this. You know, one thing I want to say before, Dick, you get off the line, and I know, you know you're quite intelligent, I think. Um, how do you feel about this Chris Bonet, this uh, wrestler who killed his uh, wife and child and killed himself? Uh, lately in the news, they did an autopsy on the body and found out that he was taking testosterone, uh, huge amounts of it. And apparently, from what I understand, not being a uh, steroid expert, but some of these drugs apparently put you into this uh, angry rage where, you know, you can go kill somebody. And apparently what this guy did, and this, it, to me, is premeditated. I don't give a shit what anybody says. This guy gave his uh, wife, before he killed her, gave her the sister drug to morphine, and he gave his uh, uh, 10-year-old son or 8-year-old son, however old the son was, uh, Xanax, which is a really hardcore uh, uh, prescription muscle relaxant that if you take the pill, it'll knock you right on your ass, uh, which most uh, staff members here at Voice America take. But anyway, uh, bottom line is he did that, and then he uh, killed them. And then he hung himself. So do you think the steroids did it, or do you think that was premeditated based on the reports coming out of the media today? 100% premeditated. Okay. So now the, uh, the fight will be about steroids. Is it really true that he – I think he actually sat there and thought about it and said, you know what, I'm going to get rid of these two and get rid of myself. I hate this society. It sucks. I'm out of here. And before I do it, I don't want them to be in any pain. I'll just jack them up with the drugs and uh, smother them and hang them, and that's the end of that. Uh, you know, but you know what pissed me off? These idiots at the World Wrestling Federation, and these people are frigging idiots. They gave him a memorial, a a what, what do they call that, Ray? Uh, yeah, well, it was a memorial service, I uh, guess. No, a shrine, that, about, about a shrine? A shrine or whatever they did. I mean, come on, he killed his wife and his kid. What is wrong with this society? Well, well, this guy is an animal. I believe that. The problem that we have, we're going to discuss it after the break. Stay on line. We're to take a break. Because I didn't get a chance to <laughs> get my comment <laughs> in. But, but listen, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host. Hey, and we'll be right back after this station break. 
We just say it like it is. And you can too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. The Voice America Sports. Listen up, race fans. It's time to tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind and get the news from the cars and the stars in auto racing from all over the country. Sit down, strap in, and sound off with host and my friend, Dennis Michelson, freelance NASCAR writer and a big race fan himself. Race Talk Radio airs live on the Voice America Sports Channel every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Racetalkradio.com features the official Internet radio shows for the ARCA Remax and ASA Late Model Series. We feature the only NASCAR Top 20 poll that gets the NASCAR press and fans involved in the voting every week. Now that's something to wag your tail at. Tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind with host Dennis Michelson for exclusive racing features and the best interviews from our Racetalkradio.com network of racing shows. That's every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. PST and 3 p.m. EST on the Voice America Sports Channel. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. The streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th and you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by and we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year. The Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. that time. It's that time for us to come back and continue with our conversation. Is, is Dick still on the yeah, line? Yeah, Dick's still there. Dick, you there? No, I don't think Dick's there anymore. Yeah, I am. Yeah, oh, Dick, you still there? Okay, Dick, listen, um, uh, we're, we're talking about steroids and, you know, and, and this guy, you know, taking these steroids and, and killing his family. I, I, my opinion, these are mind-altering drugs. So I don't think he was in any, nobody can be in your right mind to kill their family. You kill yourself, I don't know, but when you kill your child. You kill your kid? So this has to be an altered mind, you know, state of mind that he's in. So is it premeditated? If it's premeditated, it's it's premeditated under an altered state of mind. So I'm not, again, I'm not protecting this guy, but these are the kind of drugs and things that don't, they don't have any place in society, period. And what's wrong with wrestling with somebody who's, your same weight, your same size. Go to the gym, and whatever what happened to guys going to the gym to work out to get strong. Okay, let me let me say one thing. Hey, Dick, uh, I looked it up when we were off the air. They found his wife, this is Benoit's wife, the wrestler. Uh, her feet and wrists were bound. There was blood under her head, indicating a possible struggle, and was killed late Saturday or early Sunday. And the body was found in his bed. 
So, I mean, you know, that's premeditated. He tied her up, gave her the drugs, and then did her in. Yeah, so but he, he, was out, he, he was out of his mind. Is that, well, I mean, everybody's out of Nobody's ever going to know. They're all dead now. Just get rid of steroids. No, they did, an, they did an autopsy on it. I'm sure they're going to be able to find out what was in the anyway, system. Anyway, hey, Dick, thanks for the call from Scottsdale, Arizona. We have uh, Rick from Philly on the line. Rick, you're listening to the Ray Ellis Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network, and I'm Fan Man. How you doing? Good. Hey, Ray. Yes. You played for the Eagles, man. Come on. How many dudes in, in Philly did steroids? Well, you know, I can't really say, but you know what? After after looking back, because maybe we were naive back then, and and you really didn't know. But when you look back now, that I know what steroids, what you when you see the guys and you look at them, yeah, there were guys, there were guys that were on steroids, but I I didn't know that. I don't know if they were testing for it, but I can just tell you when I was even when I was in college and when when I first came into the league, I started I started thinking, you know what? I remember we went to uh, we went to camp. You know, when I was, you know, either my rookie year or my second or third year or either when I was in college, you know, my freshman or sophomore year. And a guy would be weighing like, you know, 220 or something like that. He'd come back, you know, weighing 240 and, I mean, cut and tight. And you're thinking, what the hell was that all about? You know, he was really working out over the off season, you know, and that's what you thought back then. Hey, Ray, let me, and Rick from Philly, this is what I was saying last week on the show, that uh, it's not fair for, let's say, a Ray Ellis, and I'll make him the example because I don't want to get in any trouble with anybody. But Ray Ellis, was a, he's a former NFL player, never took steroids. He's a big, strong guy. And the other guy on the other side of the ball is taking steroids, and he's built like a brick shit house, and he can pick Ray up and throw him through through the wall. That is not fair. That is unfair. It's totally unfair. Everybody should be on the same playing field. No steroids whatsoever because I'm going to be better than you. The league has to get involved in this and completely stop it. And you should have random drug testing. And if you get caught on steroids, you're kicked out of the league, whether it's MLB, NBA, or the NFL or hockey. I mean, you got to keep everything fair. And, Ray, if you want to go work out, and make yourself and get yourself in the shape for the season. You're playing as a normal human being, and you're not all jacked up on drugs. But you know the other problem is you might be the superstar that you want to be because you're on drugs and you're all jacked up. But you know what's going to happen to you? What's going to happen to you down the road after your playing days are over? You're going to be screwed up. You're going to have a lot of health problems. And why the NFL continues to let this go is un- uh, just t- uh, you know unbelievable. Rick, what hey, do you have hey, to Rick, say about Rick, it? Rick, you're back there from Philly. Is that right? You're, yeah, you're from you got Philly. It. Okay. Um, uh, you play any ball back there? I play basketball. Okay, well, let me, uh, basketball, that's interesting because when I look at steroids and the, and the use of steroids, like people are on Barry Bonds, let's say forget Barry Bonds, let's say Jose Canseco. Okay. There you go, look at him. Jose Canseco, they say he's on steroids, but guess what? Baseball is one of those uh, sports where I'm not necessarily sure you get an advantage because steroids is not going to help with your hand-eye coordination, which you've got to have yeah, when stero- you hit that baseball. Rick, exactly. you know what I feel about Barry Bonds? No matter what, you still got to hit the ball. Yeah, so what about steroids and everything else? You still got to hit the ball. Okay, so eye coordination with your hands and wrist coordination, you got to have that. But the steroid gives you the power in your arms and your upper chest to hit that ball so friggin' hard that it goes out of the stadium every time you touch it, most of the time. You still got to hit the ball. You still got to hit the ball. I know, but I said you have the eye and the the coordination. You have that coordination because I know I couldn't hit it. I don't, Ray, you couldn't hit it. I mean, you got it. That's a talent to have. But when you start taking the drugs to say, every time I get up to bat, I'm going to slam that ball out of the stadium. 
stadium or get a run and slam and, and, and smash the ball to pieces, that's not fair to the other players who are not taking scores. I'm just saying, just, I don't know if it gives you, guy? I don't think it gives you that advantage because if you don't have the hand-eye coordination, you're never going to get that ball. And then also, you know, they talk about golfers a lot of times in terms of, you know, a big, strong guy can't be a good golfer because of certain kind of muscles you use. Well, I would think that you would this, you know, additional muscle body mass that you get, you, you can't do it. But let me ask Rick about basketball players. Do basketball players use steroids? I would say some of them do. If I was Ralph Sampson, I would have done steroids from day one. <laughs> he looked like he was on steroids. Well, well then well, what about uh, Matumbo and uh, and uh, and the other guy that we had Darryl in Philadelphia? The big t- no, Daryl Dawkins. Uh, d- no, Daryl didn't need steroids. No, Daryl. Daryl. But the seven six guy we had from Africa. School. What about the seven six guy from Africa we had that uh, was real big? Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl. Yeah, there you go. He was he was he, real he, thin though. Yeah, he needed steroids. <laughs> yeah. So, so what? So, what advantage does steroids give to a basketball player? Darryl, okay. Basically, just added strength. I mean, if I was Ralph Sampson, I would have took steroids and been in. Nobody would have even thought of Shaquille O'Neal. There you go. So, okay. So, let me ask you something. What's your opinion about uh, this thing with uh, Michael Vick? Should his career be over with? Should he be suspended? Should he continue to play? And if you were somebody, let, let's say you're Nike, do you drop him? So, let's first answer: Should he be suspended? And then, second, if you're Nike, do you drop him? Well, the, the first thing I want to say is everybody's innocent until proven guilty. So, no matter what, he's not guilty at this point. If he is found guilty, I think Nike will have to do something because in everybody's contract today. They've got uh, stipulations on doing, you know, something wrong. But if you're a kid and Michael Vick has now, you know, been accused of dogfighting, is Michael Vick no longer your favorite quarterback? Do you not have him in your fantasy football? Well, if he's not going to play, of course not. But if he's still playing, do you all of a sudden kick him out of your fantasy football and you don't like him anymore? I think kids are going to go. Allen Iverson's done a lot of wrong in Philly, and kids still, his jersey's still the number one seller in the, on the planet. So kids, kids are still going to like Michael Vick. They're looking at Michael Vick, the football player, not Michael Vick, the the person. Well, you know, Rick, I, I hope that's true, but I, I also know there's a lot of kids out here nowadays, and Spam Man, you probably heard this story, no, yeah. that they're taking steroids. Yeah, there's a lot of kids taking steroids. They want to compete and be better than you know, the next guy. Uh, right, and right that's because they think the the, the, the pros are taking right. steroids. They have problems in high school right now, Rick, uh, in Phoenix, and in the Phoenix metro area, that the high school kids are taking steroids because it's coming down from the pros. I want to be like that guy. That's my role model. I want to be like him. They start taking the drugs, but they don't understand the after effect of the drug down the road look what happened to that wrestler well here's what's going to happen here's what's going to happen more reality shows are going to come you know on the tv set you're going to start seeing more people like this thing that Shaq has on tv right now about getting getting these kids in shape Shaq's going to show them people are going to show them this is how i really do it this is i i I make the sacrifice you know Shaq takes care of his body that's exactly right make the sacrifice you eat right you know you lift weights you exercise but, you know, it's one of those things where, listen, there's some things, you know, you put some things in, you know, you listen to them and other things you just don't. You don't always listen and do everything that everybody else does. Sometimes you just got to stand up and be your own man or for the young women out there that are athletes, be your own woman and do the right thing. Anyway, Rick from Philly, thanks for calling in. We really it. appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends, uh, if you have any, to listen to us every Thursday at noon Pacific Standard Time. You're listening to the... Ray Ellis Sports Show. And Fan Man on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. And we'll see you. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.